You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. But these passages in Matthew, they've always made me scratch my head a little bit when I have to consider how so many Jesus communities and institutions are structured today. Why aren't our Jesus communities more egalitarian? Welcome to episode 494. My name is Herb Montgomery, and our title this week is Ignored Egalitarian Themes of the Gospels. Our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. It's Matthew 23, 1-12. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and their tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all siblings. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So the the first portion of this passage, it only appears in Matthew and and maybe simply how this version of the Jesus story introduces the condemnations that follow. Jesus's critique here, it was about um, the how the Torah or Moses was being interpreted and practiced. He, again, he wasn't critiquing fidelity fidelity to the Torah itself. He wasn't putting that down as much as he was critiquing how it was being done. So, so something else to note in this week's reading is that phrase, sitting in Moses's seat. And that indicates soul or supreme authority. At the time of Jesus, the Pharisees were, uh, uh, they were competing with other groups among many players and competitors for authority and power in the temple state system in Jerusalem. But once the temple was destroyed and and Jerusalem raised in 70 CE, there there no longer was a Sanhedrin. There was no longer a temple with a high priesthood aristocracy. The sole and supreme authority after 70 CE the seat of Moses, it was held only by surviving Pharisees. And this phrase then, it suggests that the Gospel of Matthew is written uh, written down much closer to 70 CE than to the lifetime of Jesus or the events that the Gospel stories are uh, about. The, the early Jewish Jesus followers in Galilee, for whom 
the Gospel of Matthew was written, the Torah observance, or, or Moses, quote-unquote, was still a, a moral, economic, and it even had political significance. And, and their Jesus still upholds the importance of Torah fidelity here. And as oft, I've often said, Matthew's Jesus was not starting a, a new religion. He was leading a Jewish renewal movement, calling his listeners specifically back to the, the economic justice themes from the Torah and the Hebrew prophets that were relevant to the poor and others who were being marginalized and excluded. So Jesus here, Jesus's critiques, they shouldn't be interpreted as being against the Torah. They're much more against how those still in whatever positions of power remained after 70 CE, how they paid lip service to the Torah but didn't actually lift the burdens of those that the Torah socially and economically prioritized. These leaders, according to our reading, honored the Torah with their words, but remember their actions were still out of harmony with the Torah's economic teachings. It says they tie up heavy and cumbersome loads and they put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. And this is a reoccurring theme in Matthew. In Matthew 5.20, we read, uh, For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. It also, it's also found in Luke's version of the Jesus story, Luke's gospel, where Jesus says, And you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. So again, this statement it reflects much more the Pharisees after 70 CE than the Pharisees uh, that were active during Jesus's life. The Pharisees' popularity with the masses at the time of Jesus um, was actually rooted in their liberal interpretations of the Torah that did lift uh, the masses' burdens, while the, the Sadducees, who were the wealthy class, they had the much more restrictive definitions of the Torah that would have fit this description of uh, uh, putting heavy burdens on people and not being willing to lift it. And that was to protect their own positions of power and privilege. And I, I've written about this at length in uh, uh, the article, uh, Solidarity with the Crucified Community. I'll put a link to that article in this week's eSight. You're welcome to, if that's a new thought for you, or if you just want to pursue it a little further, you're welcome to check out that link. But as we progress through these initial critiques, we do pick up on a, a theme, a, a couple themes that are repeated in the Gospels. In Luke eleven forty three, 43, Woe to you Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogue and, and the respectful greetings in the marketplace. In Mark's gospel also, Mark 12, 38 through 39, as he taught, Jesus said, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplace uh, and have the most important seats in the synagogue and places of honor at banquets. So, so the last half of our reading this week, it builds on this theme uh, with a critique even of not just uh, liking the outward show and the, the positions of privilege here, but 
also a critique of very the very titles that were being used themselves and it's important to remember the context for uh, this context specifically for that section jesus was critiquing those seeking political power and privilege over the people rather than doing the work that was required to bring about changes that make our present world a safer more compassionate just home for everyone so so matthew's gospel it's introducing a powerful theme here and 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 i believe the theme was intended to foster a more egalitarian environment in the jesus followers community in galilee by by 70 ce rabbi had had come to be used as an honorific title for great teachers but with that title also came a a hierarchy of power and authority and matthew's gospel it, it responds to this with you are not to be called rabbi for you have one teacher and you are all siblings so the same egalitarian principle can be seen in the critique of the title father or instructor you can see how this was used uh, in, in hebrew tradition in second kings 2:12 and second kings 6:21. again the theme here is opposing a, a growing trend toward within the early jesus community toward systems of hierarchy um, again within those early moments of the jesus movement and we know that ultimately egalitarianism it lost out in christianity systems of hierarchy uh, and and harmful abuses they're the ones that won the day that's what resulted matthew's gospel seems to be attempting to make an early intervention and lastly matthew's gospel picks up this theme from mark that if there is a hierarchy jesus followers should be seeking positions of service over positions of rule and it has to be noted that Christians in positions of social privilege, they have used some of these passages against those in more sub- subjugated social locations, encouraging them just to accept their social location passively, to do nothing about it. You should seek the positions of service and and then they use the these against those uh, who who live in a lower social location than themselves why they themselves are the ones that are enjoying positions of privilege and being served so again we have to be careful with these passages because of the way they've been used to harm people so so is there anything that's life-giving that we could take from this section of our reading this week i do find it puzzling that uh, these themes, they, they often starkly contrast with how some Christians today, especially in the U.S., are seeking political power to enforce their own interpretations of morality on society rather than seeking more effective ways to serve or to, to use the language of our reading, lift the burdens of those who are most harmed by our systems. Christian nationalism is on the rise, and it doesn't seem to sit very squarely with our reading this week. In Mark's Gospel, we read the story, a story that I think is relevant to our reading in Matthew, and Mark 10, 41 through 45, it says, When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. 
Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And again, in our context today, this has been used to to harm those in subservient positions. Um, um, But nonetheless, there is still this critique here of those reaching for power. And Matthew it repeats this theme actually three times. In Matthew 18, 1 through 5, which is, you know, the home of our, our, our reading this week, the gospel that it belongs to. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He he called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. In Matthew 20, 24 through 28, it says, Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. These passages were not intended, I believe, to keep people uh, who are already forced into subservient social locations to be to passively accept those but rather to critique those who were seeking social positions of dominance or privilege or power over others and 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 here in our reading again the, it's repeated the greatest among you will be your servant the goal is to serve not to rule which again yeah, I think is a strong critique against uh, the the kind of nation, Christian nationalism, all kinds actually of Christian nationalism, uh, all types that we, especially the ones we see on the rise today. But these passages in Matthew, they, they, they've always made me scratch my head a little bit when I have to consider how so many Jesus communities and institutions are structured today. Why aren't our Jesus communities more egalitarian. Today we have all manner of escalating positions of authority and titles in our communities, and and I wonder what would Christianity look like if we practiced more egalitarianism with each other? Would we still argue over things like who could be pastors and who couldn't? based on things like gender, or would we argue over who could be members or who couldn't based on their identities and orientations rather than their ethical practices? How could taking seriously these egalitarian themes that we've encountered in this week's reading, how could these transform our Jesus communities? What Would that bleed through into how we relate even to our larger society when we bump into um, um, th- those hierarchies there? How would we seek to serve others, most importantly, more than obtaining 
either ecclesiastical or even civil positions of power and authority. And again, these passages, they've always challenged me. I, I really don't have uh, good answers this week as to why we don't do this. As I consider the way that we structure ourselves as Jesus followers, I have more questions than I do answers. And these questions have always given me pause as I, I seek to, to follow in my own practice more egalitarianism and and in my both my work and my life so matthew ends this section with themes of reversal from ancient jewish wisdom and i think it may be a great place for us to land this week too when it talks about the reversal there in our reading we have to remember uh, Psalms eighteen twenty seven. deep roots in jewish wisdom here you save the humble but bring low those whose eyes are haughty. When pride comes, Proverbs 11.2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. So heart group application this week, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-sight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, how do you wish our faith communities were more egalitarian today? Share and discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you would like to join them in supporting Renewed Heart Ministries work, you can do so by going to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and clicking Donate. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platform for our daily posts. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, I want to encourage you to take a moment this week and leave us a positive review this helps others find this podcast as well you can watch our new youtube show called just talking at uh, youtube.com forward slash at herb and todd just talking each week todd leonard and i will take a moment to talk about the the gospel lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend and we'll be talking about each one of those readings in the context of love and inclusion and societal justice our hope is that our talking will be just talking as in justice but that also something we say might inspire you alongside of us to do more than just talking. So if you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, check it out. You might like it. Again, you can find it at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd just talking. Please like, subscribe, hit the notification button, leave us a comment there, let us know you were there. If you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. And lastly, my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels, is now also available at renewedheartministries.com. Right where you are this week, keep living in love. Love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.